All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio, sponsored by Heart Tug International. Hey, gotta let you know that uh, if you're new to the show, Heart Tug International is our nonprofit. You can go over and look at our brand new website. It's hearttug.org, or you can put in biblenewsradio.com. Either way, it will give you to the same place. Brand new website. Why don't you go over there? check it out look at what we're doing and sign up for our email list because once you're on the email list then i can send you propaganda that has to do with you know other stuff no, i'm just kidding <laughs> why don't i just say it how it is i'm gonna pester you in the email after this once you give me your email no i'm just kidding actually i won't do that because i don't have that much time but what i would want you to do i mean do get on the email list, but if you want to be a part of our uh, text message community, that's actually the best place to sign up as well. Text Bible News to 33222. I will send out a text message usually when our Daily Disciples Facebook group is updated. Uh, right now, if you're not sure what that is, I will tell you Daily Disciples is, a, is our Facebook group where we have other people in our community read the Bible every single day. We're actually on the 26th book of the Bible we're reading together in that Facebook group. Um, so I send out messages about that. Also when the show's on, sometimes other stuff too, just so you know. This music you're listening to is called Bright and Rainy Day, written by my man, who is handsome and hunky and hot. Yeah, he is. <sighs> Brilliant, actually, completely brilliant. He he does. God just gives him this stuff. What genre genre would you call this, Randall? What's like what kind of? Oh uh, boy, that's um. Uh, it says on your away. thing, unknown genre. Did I say that word right? Genre, or genre? Yeah. Genre. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I guess because. Some of it's sort of smooth jazz, but it's got the sort of um, the synthesized drums, uh, sort of electronic drums, I would say. And it, um, and... Did you shave today? No. Hmm. And a reliance upon synthesizers. I I might classify it as, in a broad way, new jazz. And huh. you, J-A-Z-Z, new jazz. Interesting. Well, you know, Say the most. you are multifaceted and talented. Yeah. <laughs> and that and five bucks can get you some coffee at Starbucks. Barely. Yeah. yeah, Starbucks, you know. Last time I had Starbucks, I got violently ill. <laughs> yeah, I did. I will tell you that my friend Denise wrote in our testimonials, Bible News Radio is my go-to place for truth of scripture and current events. It is the only place I can trust to report truthful news stories and biblical insights because of their tireless efforts to spread the word. I have become stronger in my faith as they have encouraged and strengthened me to persevere. I did not even pay her to say that. <laughs> and it was actually longer. She wrote me a big, huge paragraph. We had to cut it down. Ah. <laughs> uh, so Denise wrote that, and then, let's see, Tracy said, Randall and Stacy Lynn through Heart Tug have inspired me and my family to dig deeper in the Word of God, gaining understanding and knowledge in our daily lives and knowing who I am in Christ. And I have to tell you again, 
I did not, you know, I mean, that was, you know, I feel so awkward. I feel like I'm giving myself praise, which I'm not, but you know, these marketing gurus, they tell you, oh, you should do this. Think about this, just for a second. Should we ever really believe any testimonials out there unless it's written on Amazon? I mean, think about it. <laughs> I could just say whatever the heck I want. Nobody, you know, how do you know if it's true? Actually, we do know it's true. Um, people's lives actually have been changed by God, not me. I have nothing to do with it. I irritate more people than I bless. Just trust me on that one. Um, but I will say that, um, yeah, that it's it was very, very humbling, actually, to get those testimonials. But check out our website. You can learn more about us, what we're doing. If you want to get on our email list, do that. You'll get the replay of this in there. And then also I will uh, lay out the links to the Bible studies you can get involved in. I really, 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 really want you in my Bible studies. My passion, I love doing this show. I love it. But my passion is really getting you guys into the word, being in the word with you, studying it together and watching the light go on for me and you. Um, last night I had the blessing of, of leading my Psalm 119 study brand new. We're starting it brand new in the Aleph stanza. And it was so cool to have a couple of my friends I've known for a while. And they it was the first time they came in and they were so excited at the end of the meeting. It was so cool to see that. There's nothing greater that there's truly, honestly, nothing in my life, honestly, that brings me more joy, honestly, than watching people grow in God's word. I love it. Ever since I got radically saved in high school, I've been sharing the gospel uh, with people and it just excites me. It excites me when I see my friends memorizing the word. It excites me when I see them go, oh my gosh, I read it all in context. It makes more sense. Um, it just... It is the cry and the passion of my heart to watch people grow in their faith. I just love it. So, you know. And by the way, Heart Tug, just behind the scenes name story on Heart Tug. Heart Tug, uh, we, I, I got the name. God inspired the name. Uh, we had a dog named Tug. He, he was, his name was Johan Agapi Sea Pilot. Johanwin. Johanwin, whatever. Well, I, I knew him as Tug. Well, that's because you know, in, those, in those kennel registered names, uh, it reflects the kennel that the, the sire and the dam came from. So, uh, uh, so yeah, Joanne, when I think... You can tell this was Randall's dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's here to defend his name until the death. Well, just to explain it, you know, it's not like a whole bunch of, you know, just kind of weird names pulled out of a hat it was uh yoanman because his dead father the one that you know donated the material uh he came from a group breeders named yoanman agape was the the kennel the breeder for his mother you would think that with a name like agape he would not have been the face of evil and he was not he was <laughs> anyway so Yohan Wodegabe, that's the first two names. That tells you about the, the lineage right and he there. he was a sea pilot. Yeah. Now, sea pilot is because his father's call name, you know, which we call them, like we call them Tug, you know, 
Rover, Spot, you know, whatever you call your dog. You, the, 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 the registered name is not the name you'd call the dog. It's a registered name. It's, you know, to distinguish it from all other dogs in history. So um, his, his father's call name, what they call it, was Pilot. Oh. And so they incorporated that into his registered name. And rather just make it Pilot, Sea Pilot. Anyway, since also he was born here to see. the face of evil. Yeah. And um, also known as Tuggy Bear, which I gave him that nickname. I gave him both those nicknames. Anyway, Heart Tug came into being after our poor little beloved Tuggy Bear we had to put down to go to his eternal home in heaven. Uh, and, uh, and it was because we love Tug. So, and then we added the international because of being long-term members to the Gideon's International. <laughs> we we thought, you know, it has nothing to do with the international reach <laughs> of our broadcast. Well, I mean, there, there there is there is an international reach, but we thought Heart Tug International friends the, friends friends in Australia and in the, Germany I know, and in thing, Canada. And... But the thing that's funny to me is that this name was not taken by anybody. Yeah. You know, hey, come on. In 20 years the, of the internet, this name was not taken. We were shocked. And Great Falls, I have the Great Falls International Airport. It's international because flights from Canada come there. It's, it's within miles of the Canadian border. Wasn't but Tuggy it, Bear born in Canada? No. Oh. Born in Washington State. Near Canada. Yeah. Oh. He lived in Canada in his early years. We need to put an about, like, the name on here. We need to do that. We need to put a picture of Tuggy yeah, Bear on here. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the one with you and him staring lovingly into each other's yeah, eyes. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> we've got a program to do, so move along. All right. So, uh, today, I want to open up the show with Psalm 91. Okay, last... Yeah, you do. Last hour, we talked about uh, Aaron's rod and how it bloomed, and... This one, this morning, I was also reading in Psalms. I'm reading through Numbers and Psalms right now. And I read Psalm 90 and 91 today so far. Um, but in light of the fact that we are in the midst of a worldwide pandemic uh, and people are, are dying all over the place, um, which they die every day anyway, um, I thought that I would read this to you because um, a lot of people come to this Psalm and they use it as a magic mantra that if they quote it, they believe that they're never going to get sick or anything. That is not how I'm reading it. I'm just going to read it in the context in which it's written. Uh, <clears throat> so it's a beautiful psalm, actually, though. It says here, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. I'm going to tell you something, okay? Now, lots of people are using this right now. They're using this. They're taking it out of context. They're using this as a mantra that they are not going to get COVID because they're declaring and they're calling into existence verbally Declare. that God is going to not let them get the deadly pestilence of COVID. Look at this, what it says. Look, look at, well, I actually can't over there. Anyway, it says, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. This was written because this guy had that happen already to him. I know, right? Imagine that. 
Then it says here, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample down. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. This is a beautiful psalm, which I love. But it is not meant to be taken out of context and declared wrongly that if you read this and you pray it over yourself five gazillion million times, that you're not going to get sick or nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. Well, what's the famous usage of this psalm in Scripture, in the New Testament? Hide. Well, it's actually the temptation of Jesus. Right. When Jesus was being tempted. Satan said, if you are the Son of God, <laughs> right. then. See, because it was first, if you're hungry, turn these stones into bread. And says, no, you should not leave. Ah, oh, oh, we're playing the Word of God game. Okay. Well, if you're the Son of God, then throw yourself you know, down. Uh, for it is written, you know, uh, he will bear you, you know, he will give his angels charge over you, can, you know, to guard all your ways, that they will bear you up in their hands. So he applied that, Satan applied this psalm to the Son of God and the, the Messiah. And if you read it that way, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, he will... Uh, you know, no pestilence, whatever, uh, no evil will befall him, nor plague come near his tent, etc., etc., etc. Then it then it fits pretty well. Of course, it doesn't say anything about crucifixion. Be spared from that. But anyway, yeah, just want to throw that in there for free. Well, I appreciate that because you know what? That's the thing, and this is the beauty that I found reading the Bible, actually reading the Bible. Imagine that. You read the Bible. <laughs> One of the things, though, I have to say, I am super happy. It was almost a year ago this month that I started reading through the Bible, and I'm almost done. I actually still have got a few minor prophets. I got a few of the big major prophets left, but for the most part, I've, re I've read I've read all of the New Testament for sure, and I'm, and I think I have maybe 15 or 12 books left of the whole Bible that I haven't read yet this year. Well, I actually started reading it this year, though. I mean, I'm starting counting it. I didn't count what I started in September and read through the end of the year. But the point is, what I found is that when you're daily reading the Bible and 
you're actually reading through all of the books of the Bible, it is amazing what you can see and the context in which it's written. And then you can see how people are misusing it all the time, which was part of the reason I read that psalm. Uh, it's a beautiful psalm, but not meant to be misapplied biblically. And Randall just brought up a great point. The Satan used Psalm 91 to tempt Jesus. And of course, Jesus, who is the word of God himself, way smarter than Satan, you know, basically said what he said. So there you go. Love your feedback on that, by the way. I'm sure there's a couple of you that are like, huh, I never thought of that before. All right. So I am going to now talk to you about the LGBT lobby, the gay, the gay lobby. Um, because, uh, well, it, honestly, because we haven't talked about this in a long time, number one. And number two, I got to tell you something. All this stuff going on in Afghanistan right now um, with with America and our, our, our government uh, leaving people behind in Afghanistan and stuff. You know, one of the most interesting things that... Um, I came across, and I'm not going to share you with you the, the news articles, but you, you know you can look it up yourself if you want. Um, is that the LGBT community in Afghanistan is really, really upset? You know why? Because they're being left behind and they're being put to death by Afghanistan by the leaders in Afghanistan, Taliban, the Taliban. You know, I mean, Christians get a bad rap because we might say, hey, homosexuality is a sin and all of that, because it is. But I'm not walking around putting people to death because of what they're doing. The Taliban is, though. And the Taliban's also persecuting Christians and killing people uh, left and right. And 9-11 is in a few days, in case you guys haven't forgotten the anniversary. It's, what, the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah. Of the biggest hoax well besides this hoax played on the american people worldwide um 20 years ago september 11th you remember where you were if you're as old as me uh if you're a little older than me some of you actually if you're in my mom's category if she was still living if you're in your 70s you remember when kfj was shot right or is that right it's kfj that's not right no jfk okay. jfk that's what i meant Kennedy. I first KF. I was thinking of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> and when you say hoax, you don't you don't mean that it didn't actually occur. No, no, no. What I mean, people didn't. People didn't die. Was oh, I oh, I know 9/11 happened. I was there. You were there. I remember exactly where we were. We were in our house in California. You were getting ready for work. I was, you know, getting ready for school. I was in my grad psych program at that point, and. What I can tell you is that, but this is what I mean by the quote hoax, the Patriot Act. George W. Bush was the president at the time. Remember George Herbert Walker Bush, his father, the older guy, you know, in the CIA. He was the one calling for the New World Order before George W. was, right? So they, so this thing happened and guess who came to the rescue? Bill Clinton had just stopped being president. Thank you, Lord. And... I meant it was Hillary. Sorry. My bad. Anyway, but then George Bush, here he is coming to the rescue. You, you remember him? He was in the rubble. He had his bullhorn. America, we're going to hear you or whatever it was he said. Um, and then they signed in the Patriot Act. 
And the whole premise of the Patriot Act was, oh, well, this could have been prevented if the CIA, the FBI, and whoever else under the sun could all talk together without having to go through red tape, right? It was pushed by Christian broadcaster Janet Parshall over on Moody Radio. At the time, she was on Salem Radio. It was pushed by other Christian uh, radio stations. Salem Radio, actually, conservative Christian radio, uh, kicked people off their platform who were telling the truth to some of their hosts. I happen to know who they are because they didn't buy into this stuff. Well, anyway, long, long story short, the Patriot Act actually stripped Americans of their rights. But it was marketed as, oh, this is so great thing. We need to do this because of blah, blah, etc. <laughs> All that. So that was just kind of like phase one of uh, giving up some of your freedom. And the other thing is Google back then. you Hey, do you have a Gmail account? Weren't you super excited when you got it for free? And you could have as much space as you wanted. <laughs> And now 20 years later, they're like trying to make you pay for it. And they, they have tracked you to the gazoo. They know everything about you. So does Facebook. Um, yeah. Anyway, 9-11, we will remember those who were murdered uh, by evil people. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are some people to this day who still have no closure because of some of the stuff that took place. May we never forget, and there is a song called Have We Forgotten that made, it was, was very popular. You know what? Freedom isn't free. I know people say that all the time. Well, freedom isn't free. It's not. My dad served in, in the Korean War and just died a couple of months ago. And I will tell you, <clears throat> in his later years working with him, in his, you know, he had dementia. He relived his trauma uh, of the Korean War when he was a teenager in his early 20s constantly he died at 92 years old and you figure that out okay that's a that's a lifetime of trauma i will tell you that what's going on right now with our government and the military is despicable our commander-in-chief is despicable our vice president completely despicable um those two clowns with pelosi and the other stuff and i'm just gonna say that i'm not gonna swear i want to uh, completely despicable and um, disgusting, you know, and, and the patriots in this country are the men and women who are going to school boards who are demanding that their children don't have to wear a mask because of all the viruses and stuff that they're getting wearing a mask because they're being forced by the government because you've got people who are ego maniacs in power. They're sociopaths in many cases, and I am saying that as somebody trained to diagnose <laughs> Yeah, they are. Uh, so, but here's the thing. We don't serve, we don't serve the government. We serve God. And at some point, you guys, I hate to say it, but the Bible says we must obey God rather than man. That was the disciples' response to the government when they told them to stop preaching the gospel. Stop using Jesus' name. Stop preaching the gospel. And they said, hey, we must obey God rather than man. If it turns out we end up getting thrown in jail, guess what? We got jail ministry coming. And some of us might. So what does that have to do with the LGBT lobby? Well, it has a lot to do with it because it's part of the indoctrination that's been taking place over the last 30, 40 years. Um, if you're new to the show, one of the things I'll tell you on our channel, our Bible News Radio channel, is 
if you go to our channel and you search the marketing of homosexuality to America, you'll find eight videos, eight hours of me doing a series on how homosexuality was marketed to America using a book called After the Ball by Kirk and Madsen, which were two homosexual marketing brilliant strategic experts that wrote the book on how to market it. It's their material. I use it, I expose it and show you how they did it. Not only that, but how they set the church up. And I've been saying this for years that, that um, if you're such a wimpy believer that you can't stand up against the indoctrination of the homosexual lobby, then good luck when the Taliban comes from your head in church. Good luck with that. I mean, seriously, you're going to crumble and melt like a piece of wax. I mean, you know, if you can't boldly say, hey, God made man and woman separately. Marriage is a man and a woman. You know, marriage is only a man and a woman. If you're too much of a coward to say that, then good luck when the Taliban or whoever comes to your church and says, hey, who's a Christian? Well, I don't know how you're going to define that. Wait, I have a gun. I'm going to shoot you. I don't know, maybe it's my years writing the Voice of the Martyrs blog. I've read a lot about Christian persecution and what they really do. And it's coming. You guys think it's not, but guess what? It's coming. And I don't want to be here when it happens either, but it's coming. It's a test. So anyway, all that to say, there is an article over on Newsweek.com, which is not part of the vast right-wing conspiracy people. Um... I love Hillary Clinton for saying that, by the way. I, you know, whenever she said that, I just had to laugh because I was like, thank you. Now I can quote you. <laughs> so it says here, elementary school teachers lessons on Black Lives Matter, LGBT rights, prompt investigation. Yeah. <sighs> A third grade teacher at Abraham Lincoln Elementary School in Glen Ellen, Illinois, is under investigation after viral TikTok videos revealed the lessons on Black Lives Matter and LGBT rights she teaches her students. The teacher who runs a TikTok account in her spare time has made several videos showcasing inclusive books and materials she sometimes shares with her classes, including topics like diverse identities. When a conservative Twitter account complied and shared her videos in one Bye. thread... Compiled. Compiled, sorry. I did that again. Did I'm turning into you. Yeah. Oh, no, that can't be happening. Mylistexia. Yeah. All right. I'll say this again more. Like, see, I said it so confidently. I didn't even see it. When a conservative Twitter account compiled and shared her videos in, in one thread tagging the district and lobbying claims of indoctrination, the, vir the videos went viral with more than 155,000 views. School officials of District 41 outside of Chicago said they are investigating the situation after receiving a flood of emails and messages from parents on many sides of the issue. Some said third graders are too young to learn about identity issues, Black Lives Matter, and the LGBTQ community. Some said they love the representation, while some said they don't want the issues taught at all. My question is, where the heck are these people in Chicago? I mean, hello. In California, they've been dealing with this for decades. Um, 
you guys are just waking up to the fact that this is going on. They're trying to indoctrinate your eight-year-old or your five-year-old or your six-year-old or your seven-year-old. I was a student. uh, I I was actually a a therapist. One of my training sites when I got licensed, when I was getting my my license was as a marriage counselor was I, I served as the school therapist for three years at an elementary school in California. Uh, and the principal was indoctrinated into the LGBT lobby. And I was like, well, wait just a second here. Let's, you know, let's look at the facts, you know, let's not look at the indoctrination, but anyway, the article ends by saying one parent, Jennifer Huard has spoken out supporting the teacher telling NBC five Chicago that representation matters. These kids need to see their lives represented in the classroom as well, she said. It's not just a mom and dad or a white family or whatever it is. It's really everything nowadays. Well, first of all, let's look at Black Lives Matters just for a moment, people. Do you know the history behind Black Lives Matters? Black I mean, Lives Matter, I do. Yeah, I mean, do you like? Do you guys know who started Black Lives Matters? Bareface knows. So why doesn't Bareface tell us? Bareface is Randall, in case you're wondering who that is. Um, I'll just look pretty. Uh, I, I was there. I was gonna read it from the website. Oh, okay. Um, I think. I'll look lovingly into the camera here. Okay. You can look into my blue eyes. Here we go. They're squinting now. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll just, uh... <laughs> I look funny without my glass. When I look close, I look. I don't. Anyway. All right. Uh, anyway, now here's I Randall. Wanna, I want to take myself off of here. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is this is on the BlackLivesMatter.com website. Uh, the top of it's cut off there. Yeah, it's her story. Mm-hmm. In 2013, three radical black organizers, Alicia Garzer, Patrice Cullors, and Opal Tometi, uh, created a black-centered political will and movement-building project called Black Lives Matter. It was in response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murderer, George Zimmerman. Um, okay, sounds good, but who are uh, these ladies? Um, well, they are, if you're watching the podcast, yeah. these are, or if you're listening to the podcast, as they're organ- all black ladies, right? They're all black. As organizers who okay. work with everyday people, BLM members see and understand significant gaps in movement spaces and leadership. Black liberation movements in this country have created room, space, and leadership for mostly, mostly for black heterosexual cisgender men, leaving women, queer, and transgender people and others either out of the movement or in the background to move the work forward with little or no recognition. As a network, we have always recognized the need to center the leadership of women and queer and trans people to maximize or our movement muscle and to be intentional about, about not replicating harmful practices that included, excluded so many in past movements for liberation. We make a commitment to placing those at the margins closer to the center and if you go on to read about what they're all about it's uh uh black lives is secondary uh the the main thing is about uh you know these 
other identities, uh, queer and transgender and, um, right. Yeah. Um, and real quick here and that's you. So let me do the one with me. Hold on. Um, he's so talented. We affirm the lives of black, queer and trans folks, not just black folks, but black, queer and trans folks. Disabled folks, undocumented folks, i.e. illegal aliens, uh, folks with records or, <laughs> or felons. That was calling those guys illegal aliens, you evildoer. Women and all black lives along the gender spectrum. Our network centers centers those who have been marginalized within black liberation movement. So the network isn't about... You know, uh, uh, promoting black lives or, you know, bringing dignity to black people everywhere. It's about our network centers those who have been marginalized within the black liberation movements. Not, not those who have been harmed in, you know, Whitey's world. Not those Whitey's who... Whitey's world? Yeah. Um, you know... Okay. Oh, white man in the white man's world, not those who, you, you know. You have through... white privilege. You should shut up right now. <laughs> See the skin? <laughs> Your skin is white. Mine I am is... very white. I Look at that. I mean, see how white I am? I look like I'm sick. I'm so white. Uh, I can go outdoors and I'm still white. Uh, let's get sunburnt. Mm. You're, you're bright pink. But um, anyway, so it's not just elevating black lives everywhere their network black Lives Matter, centers on those who've been marginalized not within society not within you know predominantly white european wasp world those who've been marginalized <laughs> within black liberation movements there's always been black liberation movements but black lives matter is about making sure the trans the queer and the trans folks uh who have been marginalized within black liberation movements get moved to the center and the forefront. The bottom line here yeah. is that this teacher should not be indoctrinating these children. And, and you know, Randall and I, we have covered this ad nauseum. Uh, you know, we went to the GLSEN conferences in person, Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network. We, as a therapist, I went to therapist conferences where this stuff was being marketed to therapists. Make your office gay friendly, blah, blah, et cetera, whatever. Then you know what this is? It's child abuse, pure and simple. And yes, I am going to sound like a middle-aged fogey, but what I will tell you is this is child abuse. When you are intentionally trying to confuse a child about who their identity is and who they like, and you're lying to them. I mean, the percentages of the LGBT community is little, teeny weeny bit. It's ridiculous. That is child abuse. It is child abuse, and every parent should be outraged. Every parent should be outraged. The stuff that they're teaching these children and they're, they're indoctrinating them with is unconscionable number one you know if you have children you understand child development you you understand that years like when they're little babies they're little sweet little innocent little blank slates you know and you are trying to you know the cootie thing oh my gosh i don't want to get cooties because that's a boy Ooh, uh, uh. 
You know, they're young. They're young little babies. They're innocent. Right? And these evildoers that promote this stuff will <laughs> say, oh, well, you must be gay or lesbian because you like somebody of the same sex. Of course you do because you don't generally develop and like somebody of the opposite sex until you're older. That's by God's design, by the way. Ugh. Yeah, it drives me crazy, you know, and, and it, uh, it, it's, it's, it, it's an abomination. And yet it's Marxism as well. It's cultural Marxism. Um, if you don't walk lockstep with what these people want, then they will do everything that they can to ban you, silence you, fine you. I know because I have friends that that's happened to. I've been silenced. I, you know, I laid aside my career as a therapist because I said, you know what, if somebody came to my office and wants help with same-sex attraction at some point, you're not going to tell me, California State Board, that I can't help somebody with that. Um, and I actually pulled this other story. This isn't from America, but it's from the United Kingdom. And the propaganda, this is the amazing part. If you followed this show for a long time, you already know, you already understand, but... The propaganda here is amazing. Listen to this. Ban conversion therapy LGBT activists demand. You got to ask yourself why. That's one of my favorite questions. You got to ask yourself. Ask yourself questions. Why, 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 why? So-called gay conversion therapy should be immediately banned in Scotland, LGBT rights campaigners demanded yesterday. I have to tell you something. First of all, just calling it conversion therapy is just wrong first of all if you want to look at the word that the name conversion therapy number one i can tell you as a therapist all therapy is conversion you go to therapy because you want to change regardless of what you're going to therapy for period uh you know what would be the point of cognitive behavioral therapy as a modality if you're not going to go to therapy and get change and want change then don't go to therapy and that would be 99.9 percent .9 of the people who go to therapy they just go oh i've been to therapy therapy doesn't work blah 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 therapy works if you want to change and you work but anyway this is a whole political thing but anyway it says here representatives of end conversion therapy ect scotland were giving evidence at a meeting of holy roods equalities human rights and civil justice committee conversion therapy also known as a cure or reparative therapy refers to any form of treatment or psychotherapy which aims to change a person's sexual orientation or to suppress their gender identity Randall, did you want to say something? I just heard you sigh over there. Suppress the <laughs> gender identity, uh, the inhumanity. Okay, first of all, sexual orientation is made up, okay? I know a lot of people hate it when I say this, but I don't care. Sexual orientation is your sexual choice. You can think what you want in your head. It's, your behavior is your own choice. Maybe the feelings aren't your choice. You can deal with those, but you know what? You were born either a male or a female. You weren't born in the wrong body. I don't care who you are. Um, this is gobbledygook propaganda crap if I've ever heard it. MSPs are currently considering a petition submitted last year by Blair Anderson, Tristan Gray, and others to end the practice as soon as possible. Blah, blah, whatever. Anyway, I just bring this story up because 
again, you have to ask yourself, why, if something is so good, do they have to push this across the world and lie about really what it is? Why is there such a oppression towards people who want to change from being gay identified or lesbian or bisexual or transgender identified? Why does the devil not want these people better? I'll just put it that bluntly. You got to ask yourself, why, 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 why? And how come this, and this, this actually ties into the whole COVID-19 thing. Here's the interesting thing. I read an article. I, don't, I didn't give it to Randall, but I have to probably find it if you want it. But I read an article that the LGBT community is one of the, the most vaccinated communities, right? Did you know, and, and if you're new to the show, you might think what I'm gonna about to say right now is not true, but it's true. It's, there's evidence, there's documentation for it. Um, it's just not widely known, but I will tell you, did you know that AIDS, it was originally called GRID, Gay-Related Immune Deficiency, okay? The gay activist community was like, hey, we don't want this associated with homosexual behavior, by and large sodomy, which is completely unnatural, very, very hurts your body. It's not good for you at all. So that's why they renamed it AIDS, Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. They, they wanted the gay taken out, okay? David Kupelian actually discusses this in his book, The Marketing of Evil. You can look that book up too. It's an older book. It's been out for a number of years now. But the people who developed AIDS as a biological weapon, I believe, their goal was to wipe out the homosexual population. So you know who they tested it on in San Francisco? The gay population. They gave it intentionally to the gay community. Now, the narrative is that, well, AIDS actually came about because of some monkeys in Africa. Ask Oprah. That's what she promoted around the world. And 10% and of the people in the world who are gay, that was taken from Kinsey's research. Kinsey, Alfred Kinsey, was a homosexual pedophile and he was a child baby rapist. He actually did research on infants. You can look at Dr. Judith Reisman's research on Kinsey and look at her research because she did a stellar job on that, wrote a great book about it. That 10% figure was based on Kinsey's um, research with gay men in jails, okay, in prisons. The, the, the real number is that 2 to 3% of the population are homosexual. And even the gay community now has come out and actually admitted that. Under 1% identify as transgender, and I'm not really sure what the percentage is for bisexual. Point being, however, is that AIDS, the evildoers who created that, and they targeted the gay community, Okay. Now, I find it fascinating, because I was just reading this research right before the show, that the gay community has also been targeted by the vaccine here as well. Gotta ask yourself why, if everybody's so, like, pro-gay and everything, why are they targeting the higher numbers are in the gay community? Gotta ask yourself. The goal of the Christian is to share the gospel, of Jesus Christ who came to die for the whole world and all sin and to set the captives free. The goal of the believer is to give hope to those who are dying, not mask their problem, 
not hide and not discuss their sexual abuse or their domestic violence background or drug addicted or alcohol addicted or child abusing parent that created the problem in the first place. And that, yes, that isn't for everybody. In the last 30 years, there's been a rise of identified people as gay and bisexual and, and all that that don't have that background, but they've been indoctrinated by the media. You know, and the, and the problem is, is we're not looking at the root causes of what causes these confused feelings in these people, right? Frankly, some of it's diet as well. You know, the introduction of soy into the diet. I know that might make you laugh, but it actually true. The feminization of men in the last 30 years has like, it's crazy when you look at stuff. I actually was reading an article um, I don't know here, but I actually have it here. Yeah, over on the epictimes.com, there's actually a title. There's a news article titled, Chinese Regime Bans Men It Sees as Not Masculine Enough from TV. So, <laughs> you, you, I, I should just tweet it out on my Bible News Radio thing. Why is China doing that? China, who hates, you know, us in many places. But anyway... Back to the gay thing, though. Our goal is to give hope for people who are struggling with same-sex attraction or abuse issues. The problem is, is I'm going to tell you something. Dealing with your abuse and dealing with the root issues of your problems takes courage. And it also makes you have to take res your personal responsibility. Now, I'm not saying if you were a victim as a child, that's your fault because it's not. But what I am saying is, is, as an adult, you have a choice. And your choice can be to either deal with it or act like a victim the rest of your life and, you know, cry and rant and rave and demand special rights and everything else when something bad happens to you as an adult. you got to get yourself out of that loop, you know. Um, and I hate to say this because I'm one of the rare, I am one of the rare people out there who actually went to therapy, did the work, and got better. Um, a lot of people don't because it's hard. It's hard. But I tell you what, it is so worth it. It is so worth it. If you are in a situation and you don't want to re-traumatize your life or your kids or your generations after you, you can make that difference. You can change God can change you. No other person can change you. So even, you know, going to a therapist, they can't change you. You have to do the work. I'll tell you what, though. The cure is, here's the cure. The relationship with God is your cure. And the relationship with God, you develop through reading his word and being in fellowship with people. And here's the thing. People are messy. Uh, as one of my friends said, sheep bite. You know, we're all called sheep. Well, guess what? Sheep bite one another, you know, and sometimes it's just stupid stuff that they do it over. But here's the thing. If you're willing to work through the tough stuff, your life can be way more better than being stuck and acting like a victim and just being all entitled and demanding all society and their grandmother change to your point of view, which is what this is. That's basically what's been going on the last 30 years. You know, um, the gospel is so simple. A baby, uh, you know, a child can understand it. So it's not like it's really difficult. God wasn't so mean. He didn't. So, you know what? Okay. You know, there's a plan, but you're just going to have to figure it out just so you know, because I don't like you that much. But, you know, if you're one of the few lucky ones that can figure it out, 
I'll let you in. No. You know, God loves you. <laughs> Jesus loves you. And Jesus saved me from my sin. Uh, but I had to admit that I had sin, you know? And what drives me nuts is these people, they'll never admit they have sin. Well, I've never, I have no sin whatsoever. Uh, well, then you're on your way to hell, basically. You know, if you can't admit that you have some sin, then you're, 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 you're gone. But for the rest of you out there who can admit there's some problems and deal with them and get around some good, healthy, strong people who are not afraid to put up with the crap from society that's telling you, you have to believe this, 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 and this about this, because if you don't, then you're this, you know, that's why we need good men, male strong role models, and female feminine role models to be able to say, you know what, look, this is not the best choice for you. Yes, this happened, but guess what? There's a better life over here, and I'm going to walk with you through it. I am so thankful for my therapist that, that walked with me through a ton of stuff. You have no idea. It takes just one person that can help you out besides God. Just one, one faithful person is all you need to get through something. So I get ticked off when I see stuff like this because they're not telling people the truth. They're not saying, you know what, your comorbid disorder of anxiety, stress, trauma, PTSD, depression. Uh, they're not saying that, you know, what, they're do what they do is they throw medicine at it. The medicine they throw at it doesn't work. The pharmaceutical companies know that. You know, in often cases, the medication makes it worse. I have got my own horror story with that as well. And thank God I'm no longer on any of that stuff. But it wasn't because the doctor told me I could go off. It was because I went off it on my own. Because I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> you are no longer going to keep me to bondage to this crap because this doesn't work. And I went off it, and it's been almost 12 years since I've been off it. So, you know, I will tell you, that it's not easy though. And nothing good ever happening is easy, right? And this is the thing. You have to, you know, if you want it bad enough, you'll do it. You know, I always go back to the drug addict. Hey, you know, if you want your drugs bad enough, you'll find a way to buy them or steal them. If you want it bad enough, you'll get it. Same thing with your health. If you want your health enough, you will figure out a way to get yourself healthy. For me, I DoorDash for extra money. You know, I'm not made of money, but you know what? I'm not too proud. I'm going to go out. I'm going to deliver somebody's food for them because they, they ordered it and I can deliver it. So why not? And I make 50 or a hundred bucks here and there and that pays for my therapy. You know, the, the point is, is that the kids are being abused. These people are getting away with it. And when there's outrage from sane people who are like, no, I want to protect this kid, they're made to be the victim instead. Like, they're the one that's the problem. And I'm going to tell you something. You are not the problem if you're standing up for your kid. I will also say this. If you're not standing up for your kid, you are the problem and you need to stop it. Uh, because as a parent, it's your right to raise your own kid. You don't want the stupid school system and responsibility. raising your kid. Right. 
Anyway, I know that that should be a Randall rant, but I think we're almost out of time. So I guess I'll hand this over to Bearface and, and um, just, you know, anyway, you can close out the show. <laughs> I, I feel like I've dug my hole big enough today to either somebody's really going to love me today or they will hate me. Well, hey, better than being <laughs> better than I'm being just, lukewarm about you. Uh, you know, if they... I don't see any comments though on YouTube, which is really weird. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, last one was at twelve forty nine. So. Oh, really? Oh. oh, maybe I should just refresh here. I just maybe. Okay. Well, anyway, do you want to comment on anything I said? Oh, okay. There are comments there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I there go are. Back to read them on. Um. <sighs> well, you know, I'm. Since this is Bible News Radio, I'm going to bring it back to Scripture. Okay. And uh, tell you. Say hi to Barb and Jeannie and Gina and Deborah again. You're all, you are all still there. Aw. So sweet of you to come. You, okay, I'll be quiet Anyway, now. you talked about, you know, standing. If you don't stand up, you are the problem. Uh, yesterday I was reading Second Timothy epistle of paul the apostle to timothy the second epistle anyway so um looking here and uh, i should probably bring the text up huh that would be helpful <laughs> and um here we go and bring it back to verse eight pick it up there this is uh chapter one and nasb that though that's not my translation choice but whatever it's what's most used in this program so Paul writes to Timothy, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted to us in Christ Jesus from all eternity, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. For this reason I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard that what I have entrusted to him until that day. Retain the standard of sound words which you heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you you are aware of the fact that all who are in Asia turned away from me among whom are Phagellus and Hermogenes the Lord grant mercy to the house of Anesiphorus for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains but when he was Rome, in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. The Lord grant to him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well what services he rendered at Ephesus. So why do I read this? I read this because even then, back then, in the origins you know, of the other church back there when the gospel began to spread, um, you know, Paul was appointed a preacher and a teacher and an apostle. Um, it was celebrated. No, <laughs> he ended up in prison. Um, 
And and he says, you know, all who are in Asia turned away from me. And Paul's admonition is basically saying, and nothing that the Lord didn't already say when he said, in this world you will find uh, you will find tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He didn't say, you, but be of good cheer, I'll take away the tribulation. <laughs> You'll have tribulation. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be that way. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You're going to find this in the world. And if you... And if you're a follower of Christ Jesus, it, you're not going to hear the fanfare and have the roll, red carpet rolled out. You're going to find opposition uh, and a growing opposition, as Paul writes later in the same epistle, chapter 3. He says that in the latter days, you know, in the last days, uh, you know, there will be perilous times will come. And he uh, enumerates several things that will characterize those last we days. We are there. We are there. Yeah, we are. Uh, Ouch. So it says you're you're going to. Hey, it's happening now. You know, those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, some way, shape, or form, some level. Whether it's you're a science denier, or you're playing an idiot, you're a hater, or a, you're, you know, you're... Me a hater. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, or you're... Can I hate with this hair? Uh, you're somehow, you know, a backward country bumpkin or whatever it is. I was raised in the city. <laughs> I know, saying. I know. <laughs> but it's always characterized as, you know, Ugh. some, you know, if, if, if you're religious, especially if you're Christian, you're some kind of hillbilly, you know, got hillbilly roots or something like that. Anyway. Hey, hillbillies are good people. Just I agree, but... Stop Bagging on I'm not. country people. I'm not. I'm just saying the <laughs> with okay. no teeth. Wait, let's get the yeah. Grover would be that. He has no yeah, teeth. <laughs> so. He's a hillbilly dog. Anyway, <laughs> Paul ah. encourages, admonishes, retain the standard of sound words. Gender identity. Those aren't sound words. Those are stupid. Those are, uh, you know, uh, aerosol jello. <laughs> you can't, you know, what is it? it it's, uh, it's intangible, you know, inconsistent. It's, it's fantasy is what it is. Um, retain the standard of sound words, things that make sense, you know, uh, uh, whatever, you know. Birth gender, you know, well, you know, you, you know, male or female, boy or girl, those are sound have, words. have people like question, like saying birthing people. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, the pregnant man was a woman. Yeah. That Oprah's so stupid that she's like, goes, it's Oprah's mentally uh, ill, I think. But well, anyway. I don't think it's. I think she is a little bit all right. disturbed. But. Yeah. Um, anyway. I mean, who in their right mind, seriously, who in their right mind puts forth a woman with a uterus who's pregnant and calls them a pregnant man right and by the way those relationships because she identified as a man that was her gender identity and those relationships are dissolved yeah 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 things like biology science you know um you know biological observable facts um Science isn't theory. There are theories in science, but the meaning of the word science from a slant root which means knowledge, things that we can know and um, 
anyway, so the standard of sound words and what we know in the gospel is are sound words. Uh, and it was Peter writes in his um, uh, second epistle, I believe, chapter one, verse 20, 21, somewhere around there, it says, you know, no, no prophecy of scripture is, is of any private interpretation. Uh, that it's not some sort of mystical, you know, some guy was having a bad trip and it meant something to him or it means something different to you or, you know, whatever. I, they're, they're applicable to all people. Um, anyway, so sound words you heard me in the faith and love which are in Jesus Christ. Faith and love are in Jesus Christ as well as sound words. So guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us if you have placed your faith in Messiah, in Christ Jesus. Uh, the treasure which has been entrusted uh, to you. Um, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that is the Holy Spirit and and the truth of the gospel and the love of Christ, uh, not the weapon of Christ or anything like that, um, uh, but faith and and I would say divine vision to see things for what they are clearly and not be um, indoctrinated or overcome or or influenced or have our minds, you know, being conformed to this world, Romans chapter 12, do, you know, do not be conformed to this world, which is this mold of nonsensical new ideas that have no basis in reality, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the God of the universe, the maker of heaven and earth who established physics and biology and all that, He's got a pretty good insight to the way things really are. And as you yield yourself to him, you'll be able to see things for what they are and how they really are. And um, and unfortunately, that's a transformation because the way of the world conforming you into these kids are being represented by everything else. <laughs> Not just parents and, and white people, but everything else. Because it's everything nowadays. It's that, everything and nothing. The thing that drives me crazy about that whole thing, mm -hmm. though, is that if you talk to parents, they will not know one transgender person. They will not know <laughs> nothing that fits into that category. That they're trying, the, the school is trying right. to get them into that mold. It's exactly. Like, it's, it's a mold of... of relativism it's a mold of fantasy it's a mold of compliance it's a mold of of well conformance you're not to be an independent thinker you're supposed to buy whatever the latest well, propaganda is that's the thing it's it's a mold the the world system is pressing hard its mold to conform people to say look like this this is the model citizen that doesn't question anything as you can see that i fit that perfectly a, yeah that uh you know I, buys the latest insanity uh hook line and sinker um, I, I will say one last thing all right and i'm and i'm done there is a recall election in california coming up <laughs> there is <laughs> Again. Thank, thank God that I no longer live in California. 
But Larry Elder is running against Newsom. And um, there is an article on the Epic Times that says, Larry Elder says Newsom, Biden, Harris are deathly afraid of him. Um, pastor Jack Hibbs, who is pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, has been promoting Larry Elder, uh, talking about Black Lives Matters, you know, basically saying, hey, if you really think Black Lives Matters, got to vote for Larry. <laughs> anyway, bottom line here, pray for that election. It is a battle for Christians, especially in California. Uh, I have a lot of friends in California I love, and they're living under that. They're their life is so much more restricted than mine is here in Tennessee for all the gobbledygook, goofy, dumb stuff here in Tennessee. What I can tell you is that it's not California yet, cause, but we have a lot of people coming from California here. Um, and I was here long before the, the people left, so I'm not one of those people. Although I did have a native Tennessean tell me to get the hell out of here and go back where I came from, which was New York, but hey, whatever. Uh, anyway, I want to uh, just say that and end with this. And this is a serious note here. I'm really trying not to make a bad joke. But what I will say is, look, the answer is in the Bible. If you want truth, read the Bible. If you want to be encouraged, read the Bible. Study the Bible. If you want to be less stressed out, read the Bible. If you want to have better mental health, read the Bible, study the Bible, get in, you know, pray and engage the word of God. You know, most Christians don't read it. And, and, and that's the truth. 4% of people who claim to be Christians have a biblical worldview. 4%, which means 96% don't. Why? Because they don't read the Bible. Read the Bible. I was a girl that didn't have the blessing of being raised with the Bible. When I got saved in high school and I got the Bible given to me, I devoured it because I loved it so much. It was like, oh my gosh, this was like, I couldn't understand why nobody wasn't reading this book. It's, it's the most published book in the world. It's the most sold book in the world. It is the most persecuted book in the world. They're taking it away from people in other parts of the world, deleting the apps off their phone. Uh, memorize God's word. Hide it in your heart. Psalm 119.11 says, um, your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Um, get serious about the word of God. Bottom line. You know, be as serious about God's word as you are about whatever it is that gets under your skin in the news. You know, uh, if you think that you're becoming a fanatic for Jesus, oh well. That would not be a bad thing. <laughs> Just saying. Um, you know, I love the Yankees. They're on a losing streak right now. But I love the Bible more. <laughs> uh, as much as I love the Yankees, I love the Bible. And, you know, and I'm spending time in the Word. Get into the Word. Get the Word into you. Let it change you. You can get better if you want. God's Word can heal you. Jesus, Jesus is God and He loves you and He came to set the captives free. He came to give you eternal life. He came to give you all the good stuff. The devil hates you. He hates you. He hates you. He doesn't like you at all. He thinks you're the scum of the earth and he wants you in all eternity with him. 
So if somebody's fighting against you that much, you might want to go to the other place that loves you so much and say, hey, you know, I think I, I opt for heaven. It's already paid for. To me, it's a no-brainer. But you might have to put up with a little bit of crap in this world on your way there. And it's worth it. Okay? So anyway, there you go. Um, if you want to get into a Bible study with me, join my email list. I'll send you the links to sign up for the Zoom. Uh, if you want to donate to us, we would love that because it would help us get the word out more. Um, also, we are going to be setting up a, uh, you know, thing when people donate, we're also going to give about, we're going to give a percentage of that to our local pregnancy counseling center. Uh, and, you know, just so you know, we do care. And any of you out there who already know us, you already know that. Um, so, you know, thanks for being our, our friends watching the show. Uh, most importantly, get closer to the Lord cause he loves you. And he needs you to be a voice somewhere else that I can't be. So you go out there. You be the mission field where you live. Encourage people to stand up for the Lord. And, you know, the Bible's true when he says that if you deny him before man, he'll deny you before the Father. So don't deny him. Go live for him because he loves you. All right. All right. I'm hungry now. So I am going to go eat lunch. <laughs> and then a couple of you who are going to be in my Bible study at three o'clock, I'll see you soon. So uh, if you're watching the archive, sorry, you missed us live, but we have the archive. So you were able to listen. So that was good. Um, so that's it. So hang in there. We'll see you next week. And um, thanks for tuning in. We totally appreciate it.